branched-chain amino acids, intermittent fasting, and stop taking advice from people who have lost weight. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Have you ever talked to somebody who has lost weight and now they are a weight loss and fitness expert? Drives me insane. And they're more than happy to not only tell you how they lost weight, but tell you how you're losing weight incorrectly. And whatever gimmick they use to lose weight, it's now the gimmick to train you with. I mean, if they were eating cucumber and cauliflower sandwiches, that's all they know. And they're going to tell you to eat cucumber and cauliflower sandwiches, regardless of whether you like them or not. And that will work. But the problem is, if you don't like cucumber and cauliflower sandwiches, you ain't going to eat that. You're not going to stay on it. And it's not a realistic diet for you. Sure, it creates a calorie deficit, but you need somebody who can also offer different perspectives on things. People who can understand calories, macros, micros, and more importantly, what is real in the weight loss community. What makes a difference and what doesn't? What is true and what is not? And that's sometimes the challenge with people who have lost weight. They have lost weight. They have achieved their goal. They look better. They feel better. They're healthier. But in reality, they just aren't quite sure what they did correctly. I mean, by eating cucumber and cauliflower sandwiches, they were able to lose weight, which was their goal. But now their ability to pass out advice to you is probably not a good thing. I have been to the dentist, I have had my teeth cleaned, but I am not qualified to pass out dental advice. I've been to the hospital, but I am not qualified to give you a medical exam. I'd be happy to give it a shot, and I'd be happy to take a look. But just because I've been to the hospital, it doesn't make me a doctor. I watch football, but that doesn't qualify me to play in the NFL. And I watch the cooking channel, but that doesn't qualify me to be Iron Chef. So when somebody wants to pass out advice to you about how they lost weight, listen, understand the principles that they utilize to lose weight and get in better shape, but then again, apply those principles to your own personalized weight loss and fitness program. Because remember, the principles of weight loss do not change. It's just how you apply them, whether you're eating cucumber sandwiches or whether you're just eating less. If you're taking branched-chain amino acids, stop. Here's why. They cost a lot of money, and you don't need them. Number two, bodybuilders, fitness competitors, and almost everybody in the gym is sucking down more protein than they know what to do with. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why they're not losing weight. So with all this additional protein, they're taking in more than enough branched-chain amino acids. And number three, if you are eating fish, chicken, or beef, they contain all the necessary branched-chain amino acids that you need to build muscle— because you're eating muscle in the form of fish, chicken, or beef. No need to take additional branched-chain amino acids from GNC or your local health food store. Then you have to remember that most of the foods we eat contain some type of protein in some form, whether it was protein that was used to manufacture the food or whether it was additional protein added to the food to help improve its nutritional value, like, let's say, breakfast cereal. So simply save your money, spend it on healthy food, and stop worrying about branched-chain amino acids making you big. They will not. Lifting heavier, lifting smarter, and lifting more consistently will make you big and strong. There is no food you can eat that'll make you bigger, just like there is no food that'll help your jump shot. And while we're on the topic of bodybuilding and branched-chain amino acids, understand this. A cleaner diet will not make you bigger faster. 
Because again, we don't need a lot of protein to build muscle. And eating doesn't cause muscles to grow. Obviously, you need food to help fuel the growth of muscles, but more food will not make you bigger, and better food will not make you stronger. Getting bigger and stronger comes from lifting, not eating. This goes out to the mask hunter. He's asking about intermittent fasting, which is now in vogue. You hear a lot of it today on the internet. Intermittent fasting is basically what it sounds like. You pick periods of the day where you don't eat. You fast, whether it's 8 hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, and then you eat afterwards. Is this good? Well, when you talk to some people, they're like, I can't do this. I get grouchy. I lose my energy. I can't train. Other people seem to be okay with it. I notice when I don't eat for a long time, my hunger then begins to fade, and I can go indefinitely without food. Not a good thing for a guy who's trying to maintain his weight and also who has to train. But understand, there is no magic to intermittent fasting. There is no style of eating that causes weight loss. There's no time of eating that causes weight loss. There's no sequence of eating, no combination of eating that causes weight loss. I see a lot of the current motivational speakers who are in vogue today talking about diet and exercising. And what's interesting is that these people have gotten in shape or they have used somebody to get in shape or they weren't in great shape to begin with, and they've gotten in better shape, and all of a sudden, they've got talk shows where they're interviewing people about how to get in shape. And now they're willing to listen to just about anybody offer any type of advice on getting in shape. Some of the information is very interesting, and it's offered by MDs and PhDs. But again, they're not really in great shape either. Neither the person being interviewed nor the interviewer are really in all that great a shape. And I simply would tell them, you know, if you guys trained more consistently, ate a little bit better, trained a little harder, you would essentially negate all these principles that you guys are trying to apply and get in better shape simply by working harder. But nobody ever wants to work harder. Everybody wants the easy way out, whether it's weight loss or fitness or just getting rich and famous. Nobody ever asks, what am I doing wrong? Nobody ever asks, should I be training harder? Should I be training smarter? They want to know that, oh, if I ate at 5 o'clock versus 6 o'clock, that would make a difference. They want to know if I train for an hour and 15 minutes versus an hour and 20 minutes, that's going to make all the difference in the world. And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You don't just magically take a pill or a food or train at a specific time and get the results you want. I'm sorry, that doesn't work. There was a movie called The Matrix, and you took the right pill, and you got the results you wanted. But that's not real life. Unfortunately, you've got to work for the results you want. Let's break down another myth about cardio and weight loss. The harder the cardio you do, the better your weight loss. How is that, Steve, if I get out of my fat-burning heart rate zone? Here's why. Cardio is like weightlifting. The harder you work out, the stronger you get, and the more strength you retain. Cardio is the same way. The harder the cardio you do, the more you get out of breath, the better you improve your cardiovascular performance, so the next time you do cardio, what used to be hard gets easier. Therefore, you can train at a higher level of performance, higher level of exertion, without having your heart rate go through the roof. Therefore, you're operating at a higher level of performance, and now you're burning more calories, and more accurately, you're burning more fat calories. And that's how working harder improves your level of performance. So the next time you get out of breath doing cardio, don't freak out. Just try to hold that level of exertion for as long as possible, 
and then back down your level of exertion to the point where you regain your breath and then continue on with your cardio. If you found the podcast helpful, tell your friends. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at, at bodyperformancehelp. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.